good evening, ladies and gentlemen, or should I say ladies and slimes. This is a very special episode of the BB Chronicles. Actually, it's just another episode. It's a preview episode. It's a week five predictions episode. Uh, just like I promised on a Friday night, not Saturday, at 10, 11 at night again. Uh, I had to be a man of my word. And this is it. And, well... I'm going to be very honest with y'all. This week's slate of games, it's not as, at least on paper, it's not as intriguing as week four, uh, the, this past week's slate of games. And again, this is all on paper. Last week, we had Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, Philly, uh, Baltimore, Buffalo, you name them. This week, we have some interesting games. Any week is interesting, and you know there's going to be upsets. You know there's going to be, you know there's going to be a little bit of chaos going on around the league. But well, that's it. About let's cut the bullshit a little bit and let's get to the games. First game: New York Giants at Green Bay Packers. I should say Giants versus Packers. This game will be around eight thirty in the morning in London. Uh, Nobody's going to be up on time to watch this game. But it's actually interesting. For the first time, apparently, the NFL is going to send two interesting teams to London. Matter of fact, I don't know if this is true, but I, I don't know where. And I don't remember where I saw this from. But this could be the first time in NFL history where the NFL actually sends two winning teams to London. I'm telling you, these, these guys from the NFL, they send whoever over there because – I mean, the stadium will sell out. I mean, they're they're taking the they're taking the money out of these poor citizens of the UK. Legalized bank robbery. That's what they've been doing to these people in the UK with these London games. But look, on paper, I think the Green Bay Packers should smoke these guys. But and look, they are the Green Bay Packers are seven and a half point favorites. I got Green Bay winning. Look. The New York Giants don't even have – they're not even coming in with their first string, second string, or third string quarterback, at least from I remember. I can actually just – I can actually just look this up right now if I wanted to. No, Daniel oh, – oh, yes. Oh, yes. Daniel Jones is going to play. Apparently, Daniel Jones is going to play. Uh, how much of a difference is this going to make? Shit, I don't know. Uh, I don't even think they're going to play with Kadarius – without – um. They shouldn't be playing with Kadarius Tony or Kenny Galladay. Not that they've done a damn thing this season anyway. I expect a lot of Saquon Barkley. It's going to be a lot of lot of running. And that's the theme of this NFL season. A lot of lot of running. Um low scoring games. A lot of defense. Some 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 games are just sloppy in general. I'm talking about last night's game. And I don't I don't see the Giants. And look, the Giants eventually down the road, they should be able to start getting some uh, contributions from some of their younger players. But not I look, first of all, I don't see the Giants starting 4 and 1. No way in hell do I see the New York Giants starting 4 and 1. Daniel Jones is going to have a very Jair Alexander should be playing this game anyway. I have a hard time seeing Daniel Jones cook up the Green Bay defense. Hell no. Unless they can set up 
the run game, which I'm positive they should be able to. Daniel Jones is not going to have a, a great day through the air, just like the lot, just like the last game how it was going for him. So, my what I want to see in this game, I want to see Aaron Rodgers be able to. Well, more like I want to see a little bit of more flashes of the older or old Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, 2020 Aaron Rodgers, 2019 Aaron Rodgers. We want to see just a little bit of this. We we already know we already know what to expect with Dylan and Aaron Jones, but you know we want to see more of what these receivers are going to be able to do. The Giants look. There's a million things I can tell you what I would love to see from the Giants. They're a younger team on the come up, or they should at least they're playing like they're on the come up. the The Packers are a more established team. They We've seen more success out of them. I want to see more. Uh, anyway, next game up, Pittsburgh Steelers at Buffalo Bills. I got the Buffalo Bills winning this game. It could be ugly. Maybe it could be a little closer, but I don't see Pittsburgh being able to win in Buffalo with Kenny Pickett making his first official NFL start. Look, you know what's – it's crazy. It's crazy. And I'm about to talk about it in these next upcoming up and coming games. But the Buffalo Bills have the largest spread for this game. They are a 14 point favorite over the Steelers. And the Steelers are not full of a bunch of scrubs. But the injuries have sort of taken its toll. The offensive line not being as strong as it would like to be. Hey, it's improving. I've said it again. I've said it um the last episode. It's it's improving. It's a work in progress. Kenny Pickett is look, a couple things I want to see. Kenny Pickett, I want to see how he looks. This is probably the biggest game he's gonna be of this se- for him this season. Pittsburgh has a tough stretch going on for them. I don't I don't expect Pittsburgh Pittsburgh, excuse me, to make the playoffs. I'm not seeing it with the Steelers. They're about to enter a very difficult stage of their season. Brutal schedule. They're one and three already. Kenny Pickett's barely on his um, way to starting. I like Kenny Pickett though, I do. He he moves the chains. He moves, he moves the needle for this team. It was a more conservative approach with Trubisky. And yes, I understand he threw three picks. Let's let's be, but let's be honest with ourselves. I think the first one was his first NFL uh, throw, <laughs> his first his first throw in an NFL game, a regular season game. His second was. I think his second one was off the the hands of the receiver, and then the third one was the hail mary at the end of the game. Yeah, I I, I mean it's not a bad performance. He he kind of injects new life into that offense, but not on Sunday. <laughs> not on Sunday. Buffalo's too much. In Buffalo, no. Maybe maybe they can make it closer, but I don't see it. That in the trenches, it's going to be lost. They don't stand a chance. They don't stand in a, uh, a chance in the trenches. You could tell I'm doing this at night. I'm not. My mind is not as sharp at night. Anyway, next game up: L.A. Chargers at Cleveland Browns. One of my, uh, I'll say it's one of my two toughest. There's another game I'm about to bring up that's a bit tough to predict. This one's, to me, it's tough to predict. The Chargers at Browns. The Browns should be getting some of their um, pass rushers back for this game, at least. At least, well, that's what I've been. At least that's what I've been hearing. 
At least that's what I've been hearing for this game. I know Miles Garrett should be back. Clowney's questionable. Um, and then the Chargers have a, a boatload of injuries themselves. Keenan Allen is not going to be playing another game for this. Uh, he's not going to be playing this game, excuse me. And just, I mean, just think about it. A depleted offensive line against, if Clowney gets back at least, against a pretty good, uh, against a pretty good pass rush. What I want to see in this, what I really want to see in this game is, can they set up more? Uh, can we see more of Austin Eckler for this game? That's what that would that's what would be nice. We were we were able to see large glimpses of it in the Houston game, and it shouldn't be an except. It should not be an exception in this game. The Browns are not a bad team when it comes to stopping the run game. Um, I mean, are not that good on stopping the run game, so. I like, and Justin Herbert might be able to have a field day against the Browns, considering how lackluster their secondary has been so far this season. As for the Browns, I mean, they, they're they probably going to have a hell of a day running the ball. The Chargers were the worst run D in all of last season. This is a tough one. This is a tough one to predict, but I'm going to have to lean on the LA Chargers. I think if this game comes down to the fourth quarter, I... I'd rather trust Justin Herbert. And keep in mind, I don't think Cleveland can really come and play from behind the way a team like the Chargers could. Uh, next game up, the Chicago Bears at Minnesota Vikings. I got the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are a 7.5 uh, favorite. They're, they're over a 7-point favorite. In Minnesota, 1 o'clock game, Kirk Cousins. This is it for him. This is the kind of game he likes. This is the kind of game the Vikings like. They win. They go to four and one. That's solid. I don't see the Bears being three and two. The Bears don't have the team to to beat the Vikings. The Vikings do have a tendency of making games closer than they should be. I will say that. And Justin Herb, I mean Justin Herbert, Justin Fields. I'm not, I haven't been a big fan of what I've seen of him this season. They should be able to run the ball well. But, I mean, I think teams will take it. Teams will take it. Justin Justin Fields might be averaging less than 100 yards a game passing. And that's just off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, I, I this is this is this could be an easy game for the Minnesota Vikings. Next game up, Detroit Lions at New England Patriots. Actually, this was actually not that easy to predict, believe it or not. But the Patriots are much better coached in New England. The Lions will be a little bit shorthanded, not having DeAndre Swift in this. Hey, Jamal Williams is still one of the better backups in football. With Swift and Williams in that lineup, it's a great one-two combo. The Patriots are playing with Bailey Zappi, their third-string quarterback. But I think this is uh, this is just uh, – this might be very bold, but I think this is where the Lions offense kind of cools off a little bit. This is a must-win for them. I mean, this is a must-win for both of these teams. One and three teams right here. But the Patriots have not been blown out this season. They are a well-coached team, like I've said. I'll give the edge to the New England Patriots. Next game up, Seattle Seahawks at New, or uh, New Orleans uh, Saints. Saints are a four-point favorite. You know, I have to almost agree. It, it's kind of crazy. It, Actually, some lines are even a five. They'll have the Saints as a five-point favorite. But the Seattle Seahawks, they don't have the kind of um, 
I, I they haven't I haven't seen the consistency from this team. I know they're a two and two roster. The Saints are a one and three team. But let's be honest with ourselves. The Saints I don't see New Orleans being one and four for as awkward as they've been this season. Their defense is going to give Geno Smith some fits. That's and that's I mean that is the bottom line right there. Their defense, their defense is going to give them too many fits. I don't see Seattle's defense being able to. And look, will they be able to put pressure on Andy Dalton? That's what I want to see. How much pressure can they put on Andy Dalton? Because the run game has yet to get really going for New Orleans. But New Orleans, I, I think New Orleans just they have the better football players right now. They're at home. Coming off a tough loss. And, I mean, who am I kidding? I don't see Seattle being over eight wins this year. This is where the the train kind of goes down the rails. Next game up, Miami at New York. uh, The Jets, that is. There, There is a case out there. There are some folks wanting to put New York as the winner for this game. Look, New York... Look, good win. <laughs> good win last week, but they were playing the Steelers. Like They were playing a team that should not be making the postseason this season. And at the end of the day, it, what it's going to come down to is Zach Wilson being able to play well. If Zach, look, if Zach Wilson throws for like 400 yards or some shit, then yes, I, I think the Jets might have a legitimate, an actual legitimate shot of winning this game. The Dolphins are only a three-point favorite, but that is all mostly on Tua not playing this game. Bridgewater is not – I mean, he is one of the better backups in the league um, at the quarterback position. But but you're telling me Zach Wilson's going to be able to have a hell of a game against Miami's defense, one of the better pass-rushing teams in the league, one of the better secondaries in the league. They're a well-rounded team other than quarterback, uh, although they can't even run the ball. So that's that's the other thing about the Dolphins. If Bridgewater is not able to have a good start, they're not going to get the run game going. That that could be an opportunity for the Jets to uh, to strike. But yeah, I'll stick with the Dolphins. I, I the Jets. I haven't seen enough consistency from this franchise in over the last couple of years to suggest oh they're going to be on a two game winning streak. They're going to be a three and two team. Next game up, the Atlanta Falcons at Tampa Bay Buccaneers, ten point favorite. Um, for Tom Brady's team, it's been a hell of a it's been a hell of a season for Brady off the field. This is this is where things come together, okay? This is where things come together. The team's finally getting back to j- look. This team has had some injury issues. They haven't been able to have their whole lineup on the field at once. What a great test, the Atlanta Falcons. This is one of those. This is a classic example of because yes, these. Both these rosters are two and two, but this is the classic example of who's the better team on paper. I mean, are you who are you kidding? Marcus Mariota. It's only a matter of time before he gets benched. Oh, this this game is really going to test the patience of Falcons fans. That deep that defense is pissed. Mahomes, what Mahomes did to that defense last week should be a crime. They're they're going to put their anger on Mariota. Oh, and if they stop that run game. You better believe that game will be over by halftime. You better believe the game that that game will be will be over very very fast, and that's almost how I see it. Now, if Brady and his offense keep stalling again, okay, then then maybe it's a little closer. 
you know the Falcons just like to stick around. But no, I, this is this is where they get their shit straight. Next game up, Tennessee Titans at Washington Commanders. Along with that Chargers-Browns game, this is the game that I had a very difficult time predicting. And look, Cincinnati-Baltimore is, is going to be a tough one too, but I said screw it and just picked anybody at that point. Tennessee and Washington, though. <laughs> this, I mean, there's so many ways this game could go. I, anything that happens in this game will not shock whoever watches it. Let's be honest. If Tannehill throws five interceptions, no one's that surprised. If Carson Wentz throws five interceptions, who who's going to be that surprised? If Derrick Henry doesn't have a big game, I don't, you know, from what I've seen from Tennessee and, and in the league so far, wouldn't be shocking. These two teams are a little bit chaotic, but Tennessee have a guy named Derrick Henry. The commanders, I mean, they haven't been able to power up their offense all season long. We know what we're going to get out of Tennessee in a way. And I'm interested to see, My, in my opinion, for this game, it's easy to say, oh, who's going to turn the ball over less? Who's going to turn the ball over? Who, Or uh, who's going to make more plays? But Carson Wentz is one of the few guys in the league that nobody can trust. If he has a couple turnovers in this game, if he's getting pressured again, it's going to be a long game for, for the Washington Commanders. But if Tennessee – look, I got Tennessee winning this game, and I got Tennessee winning barely. And I mean barely. I had Washington at the beginning of the day. But Derrick Henry, if he has over 100 yards – Tannehill is going to look solid. They are without, I think they're going to be without Traylon Burks. Meanwhile, Washington is going to be without Jayon Dotson. Um, but I, who am I kidding? If Washington gets off to a slow start, I don't, I don't really expect this team to be able to just dig themselves out of that hole anymore. And Tennessee, look, Tennessee, again, you, you don't even know what this team to. That's, that's the problem with this prediction right here, Tennessee, Washington. You have no clue what you're going to watch out of these two teams. Tennessee's been one of those teams where, they play, they'll play. they play excellent for a half, and they don't do anything the second half or the first half. Washington, sometimes they just don't do anything at all. They decide not to show up, period. Washington has to get the run game going. They did a solid job against Dallas being able to run the football. If they're able to get a steady dose of that, if their old line is able to protect Carson Wentz, they have a legitimate shot themselves. Let's be honest. On paper, Washington's team might actually be better than Tennessee. Tennessee, I have no clue how they're pulling off wins. Other than Derrick Henry running the ball, I have no other clue how they're winning these games. And, oh, and by the way, most of the Tennessee's linebackers are all going to be out this game. <laughs> Dupree, Cunningham. That that, that should kind of give Washington some hope of life. I mean, they if Carson Wentz cannot throw for over 300 yards in this game, I mean, man, I can talk about this game for 20 minutes. I have no clue what is going to happen in this game. Anything can shock, anything can shock me. Nothing can shock me. It's just one of those games, man. This is one of those games. This is the kind of game that you would expect on Thursday night football. But there's going to be some chaos and madness in this game. And Tannehill makes fewer mistakes than Wentz. But Wentz at his best is actually kind of nicer than Tannehill. I mean, what was the last time Tannehill was in the MVP race? But anyway, let's move on from this shit show. The Houston Texans at Jacksonville Jaguars. Houston, they are the technically they are the worst team in football, but they haven't 
they haven't been kicked in the ass yet. Like literally, they they've been in almost every game this season. And to be to be fair, they could be in this one, but no. Uh, look, this is what I want to see. I want to see Jacksonville beat the hell out of these guys. No, I have nothing against Houston, but if Jacksonville wants to legitimately show themselves as a playoff team, a playoff caliber team, this is the kind of game they need to win and win it big and convincingly. Not Trevor Lawrence throwing two interceptions and they only win this game because Houston missed the field goal at the end. Hell no. I want to see Jacksonville enforce their dominance in this game and, and shove it to Houston. I know Houston might come out and playing hard, but Kenny me, Davis Mills might struggle in this game. I, I'm calling it. I think Davis Mills is going to struggle against those Jacksonville linebackers. That defense is pissed. You, we all saw what Miles Sanders did to these guys. We all saw, and same thing. They're they're probably going to have to. They're going to have to go all on Dame on Damian Pierce. Difference is Davis Mills doesn't have the running ability that Jalen Hurts has. They have to really enforce their dominance in this game. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I know Houston's going to do. <laughs> they're going to try to do their very best. But are you kidding me? This is gonna. This could be a big game for uh, Robinson and Etienne. This is the. These are the kind of games where a good team shows themselves. Yeah, we're we're a lot better than this team. So, I'll give Jacksonville the edge. Oh, forget the edge. I'll I'll give them a huge dub. Next game up. Oh, speaking of huge dubs, San Francisco 49ers at Carolina Panthers. This is gonna be a bloodbath. This is. Halloween came early for the Carolina Panthers. Look, a six and a half point favorite. Uh, Vegas decided to put. Uh, actually, I don't know who this, who the hell puts these odds, but the 49ers are a six and a half point favorite. There is no way in hell that you're telling. There's no way in hell you're telling me the Buffalo Bills are a 14 point favorite on Pittsburgh, but the 49ers are a six point favorite against Carolina. What the hell has Carolina done offensively to show themselves? Yeah, we uh we might make it a closer game. No, no, no. Carolina is gonna get killed in this game, and and look, I I I see, I see some of the judgment. Hey, Garoppolo's playing at an okay defense, a, a a good defense. He's playing a solid defense in Carolina, one that can can kind of keep him in games. But let's be honest, while we might not see both offenses on the field a, a whole lot more. The 49ers have a way, I don't know, of being able to implement other uh, playmakers on the field. So, yes, if if Garoppolo, if that man Garoppolo is struggling a bit, they can get Debo Samuel involved in the run game. And, by the way, they're good at running the ball, and they know when to do it sometimes. They 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 can work around it. Now, I'm interested to see how their O-line holds up. They did a great job against the Rams, but they, they got to do a good one on the, on the against the Panthers. Oh, my back is killing me. But I I understand that from that point of view. I understand it, but you're kidding me? I'll, I'll take Garoppolo over Mayfield at this point. I'll take him. At least, at least Garoppolo's throws are not getting batted off the line of scrimmage. And, and at least they give the ball to Jeffrey Wilson. Or if they want to give it to um, Debo Samuel to run the football. And their yards after catch, I mean, they're incredible. It's that 49ers, those 49ers receivers after the catch are unbelievable. Carolina does not know how to get their playmakers involved. McCaffrey in the air, you know, he he gets some touches, but eight carries last week is not going to cut it this week against the 49ers. 
Now, I, I, on like again, I'm tr- I'm just trying to make a case for the Panthers. I've I've been shitting on them for weeks, but Javon Kinlaw's going to be out. Eric Armstead's going to be out on the defensive front. <laughs> That's going to make life um, maybe just a little easier for Mayfield. But no, I mean the 49ers defense is one of the very top five. T- you could say top three in the league right now. And Mayfield's going to get destroyed in this game. This Panthers team is – hey, some coaches are going to get fired after this game. It wouldn't shock me. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah, easy win for the Niners. Next game up, the Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams. You know, I've gave Dallas a hard time all year. Matter of fact, I've only predicted them to win one game all year. Surprisingly, yeah, for a Cowboys fan, I predicted them to win one game all year. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt this week. Look, they are a five-point underdog, and they won't have Jason Peters in this. I'm a little disappointed there's going to be no Jason Peters. But what I've seen from the the Rams' pass rush hasn't been super convincing, outside of Aaron Donald, at least. What I've seen from their offensive line Definitely not convincing. It's one. It's actually, it's actually among one of the worst units in football. And they're, I mean, they're getting killed out there. They're they're injured. I don't know how many second, third stringers are out there at this point. Oh, and by the way, Matthew Stafford just targets Cooper Cup, and that's it. I should have picked Cooper Cup at this point in my fantasy team. What a mistake that was. But yeah, it's Cooper Cup, and it's Cooper Cup. A little bit of Stafford and everybody else. Allen Robinson is non-existent in that offense. Higby gets a few touches. It doesn't feel like it. I think he had like 10 carries the last game. Didn't feel like it. I know my fantasy team hurt because of that. But the point I'm trying to say, it's not because I think I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys in this, the, the Cowboys in this game. I'm not picking these guys because I think Dallas is a Super Bowl contender. I think they're a playoff team. This is a game where Dallas has an opportunity to prove itself, a coming out game. But this is really has to do a lot with the Rams. I'm very, you know, you're talking about a Cowboys team with a lot of confidence. I hope they're not looking ahead to that Eagles game. I swear to God, I hope they're not looking forward to that Eagles game. But, Phil, I mean, I was going to say Philadelphia. See, I'm looking forward to that. No, but the Rams, they're not very convincing so far. And the Rams have too many concerns right now. The game's not even gonna feel like a home game to them. Half that stadium's gonna be in, in, you know, in cowboy blue. This is an opportunity for the Cowboys to enforce with that pass rush, with that dominant pass rush, to get all over their skin. This is gonna be an opportunity for Dallas. And look, I, I understand if they win this game, they're still gonna say, "Oh well, the Rams are just not good this year." It doesn't matter at this point. I don't think Dallas cares. Four and one is four and one. Nobody thought they were gonna be four and one. After that beatdown, Tampa give them. So I'm picking the underdog. And I'm not picking many underdogs this week, too. I, they're not giving me a reason to, but Dallas is giving me a reason to actually pick them this week. So, yeah, give me Dallas. Next game up, speaking of Dallas, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at Arizona Cardinals. Look, I know a lot of Cowboy fans don't want to give the Eagles any credit. And they're calling them frauds, and they're calling them overrated. Look, the bottom line is they're they're undefeated, and their record over the last couple of years since I was in high school it speaks for itself. Philadelphia Eagles are a first class organization, and they're playing well. 
they're playing good football. They're a balanced team all across the board. There's folks out there who are saying this is a trap game. I don't – I mean, yeah, they're on the road. They're on the road against a talented quarterback. Decent bass rush, but Jesus Christ. I mean, have you, has anybody seen the depth chart for the offensive line? I think Rodney Hudson's out. Justin Pooh. I don't know how to say his last name, but he's out. I think he's out at least. Bottom line is they got injuries on the offensive line. That that and alone should be a little bit uh that should be a little bit alarming. Yeah, Justin Pooh's uh questionable. Questionable. But they got they got a bunch of players questionable for this game. The, my my thing is you're talking about an offensive line that could use some work against one of the better defensive lines in all of football. No, I, I I think that's a little bit of a mismatch. That is this is like this is a game where Hollywood Brown might be on Darius Slay's radar. This is a game where it would have been nice to have a DeAndre Hopkins out there. It really would have been nice to have a, a DeAndre Hopkins out there. This is a game where I think Philadelphia, unless they decide unless the Eagles decide, yeah, we're gonna screw around in this game. I, I think Philly's gonna take this. It, it's easy for Philly. It's easy. It's easy. It's funny because I've said, I, I think I've predicted against Arizona every single game all season. Look, I, I think the I, I'm rooting for the Cardinals. I hope the Cardinals. Um, I, I hope they play well, but there's no consistency within that offense. Sometimes they can't seem to put together drives. Now, Kyler Murray at his best is a wonderful talent, but. He's gonna. It's gonna take the right man to utilize that kind of talent. It it will, it will. I feel like Cliff Kingsbury's holding him back. It, it's holding that organization back. I mean, all that money they didn't pay all that money to just pay him. They they believe in that man. They believe in his talent. But it's games like this. Again, it's games like this where he needs to step up. Not just him, but the. Uh, I mean, can he make his teammates better? He probably could. He probably could, but this this team is not anywhere at the level it, it reached uh, in 2021, at least on paper. And Kingsbury, the fact that he's not on the hot seat, it's quite it's quite remarkable. It really is. I don't see how he's a better coach. I don't see how he's a better coach than some of these other guys who haven't gotten opportunities, like a Byron Leftwich, Eric Bieniemy. I was trying to think of his name on the top of my head. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's. D'Amico Ryan's is. I know he's a defensive coordinator, but he's one of the better. He's one of the better high, hires for anybody. Better than Nathaniel Hackett for sure. Uh, moving on though. Sunday night football. Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore Ravens, both two and two rosters. I know Baltimore's. I mean, I know Cleveland is tied with these two teams, but. Cleveland, no, they're gonna lose. They're gonna drop games automatically. But Baltimore and Cincinnati, I mean, we're talking about the two best. I said at the beginning of the season, these are the two best teams in the division. Bengals are hot. You know, they're coming, they were coming off a Super Bowl win. I mean, a Super Bowl appearance. The Ravens, I mean, they had won, they had won their division for it felt like every year. I mean, they had only won in not 2019. But, you know, you get the point. The Ravens are one of the most consistent teams. Injuries took its toll. Lamar went out. 
And I mean, I, I hate that Rave Bengal fans don't want to admit this, but that kind of paved the way for them to win that division. Let's be honest. Um, then you can make the other argument, you know, the Ravens did lose twice to the Bengals. And I think the, I don't remember both of them, but I know one of them, they got smoked when they were healthy. So that's the one to keep an eye on. The Ravens did not beat the Bengals all last year. On paper, I, I mean, I look at this, I look at this Ravens team. It has a lot of flaws. Some that they shouldn't even have. Their secondary. Now it did. It finally started to show some signs of life against the Bills, but their secondary has been a little bit of a disappointment. A little bit. It should be one of the top five units in all of football. You got Marlon Humphrey, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters. Uh, they were able to draft Kyle Hamilton. Oh, they uh they signed a uh, Marcus Williams from uh, the Saints. On paper, that is one of the better uh, secondaries in all of football. But it has we haven't been seeing it. They are the Ravens. I think are the third worst uh, defensive team in all of the National Football League right now, and that's not and that's not even like capping it off. Yeah, they're the third worst team. Only two worst teams in them are the fucking Lions and the Seahawks. That is disappointing if you're a Ravens fan, and they don't have a run game. And they don't have a true number one receiver. Oh, no offense. I think Rashad Bateman's evolving into something like that. So, yes, I, I want to see more out of this Ravens team. And, and, and the craziest part is they haven't been getting their asses kicked all year. They lost two games where they blew with their own hands. They should have won that Miami game. And they should have won that game against Buffalo. So... Take it how you want it, but I I think Baltimore has really blown it up. This is the game where they finally can get it together at home, at prime time, divisional rival, and the Bengals are coming off two straight wins. I, what I want to see, I'm taking Baltimore, but what I do want to see from the Cincinnati Bengals is can they stop the run game? I mean, not excuse me, can they get the run game going? You could you could tell it's eight almost eight thirty. I am a little bit tired, but. Joe Mixon, he hasn't had, he hasn't been having big games. He hasn't been having some big games all year, and they can keep Lamar Jackson off the field, which should probably shouldn't matter. The Ravens lead the NFL in turnovers, so they they need to be able to run the ball well and take care of the football. The Ravens are one of the better teams in the red zone, and they and they're a top of the league in uh, turnovers and takeaways. So Baltimore is an opportunistic team. That's one of the reasons why they're in every game. Not because, you know, they can start off from the 20-yard line and go all the way down. No, no, no. This team, you give them an opportunity, they're, they're, they're going to go right in it. So I'll give the edge to Lamar Jackson. He's been playing way better than Joe Burrow. But sometimes he – because he has to play way better than Joe Burrow. If, 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 he was, if he was playing like Joe Burrow, this team would be 1-3 right now. Um, next game up. The last game, Monday Night Football, Monday Night Beatdown, I should say, the Las Vegas Raiders at Kansas City Chiefs. This is going to be ugly, probably. Kansas City at Arrowhead at home. This is the Raiders are going to be looking like a joke after this game, and they're coming off a win, a little bit of confidence, but they're coming off a win against Denver. I don't think that's the team you should be bragging about beating these days. The Kansas City Chiefs, they're gonna they're gonna take it to these guys. Their run game is on they, nobody can stop their run game. You can't stop Mahomes. Travis Kelsey, he's open whenever he wants 
I mean, whenever he feels like it. Defensively, defensively, I mean they, they, they. they I mean, what's it called? It's a break, don't bend defense. The Kansas City has. I mean, you should have seen. It. it felt like it felt like it took Brady forever to just get down the field. They don't. They don't allow big plays. They don't allow. So it's going to be up to um, Derek Carr to be more patient. This could be a good game for them to get Josh Jacobs going. But hey, who knows? Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette had one of the worst rushing games of his entire NFL career against Kansas City. So, oh, this is going to be fun. Chiefs are going to run right all over these Raiders. I don't care if it's a divisional game or not. The Chiefs own the Raiders. They own every team in this division. And they're going to own Monday Night Football. And, you know, that's it for me. As for the fucking Thursday night game, I've seen, I've seen some bad football. And, look, sometimes low-scoring games, crappy football. It's actually not that bad to watch sometimes. Sometimes I love to watch turnovers intentionally like who can who, who can get more picks who can get more fumbles but god not even that was going on it, it just i mean it was sloppy and boring the worst combination of football you can watch and it went to overtime denver should have denver denver never really put themselves in the driver's seat in this game they were playing slightly better than indianapolis for sure indianapolis looked death they looked dead out there they look lifeless out there. No run game. P- poor Matt Ryan couldn't stand in the pocket. I mean, they were getting killed. But the but the offensive genius of Nathaniel Hackett, he definitely kept these guys in the game. I don't know how bad that red zone offense could be anymore. They are the they are the worst red zone offense in football. And, and just what a coincidence! The the second worst. Red zone offense is Indianapolis Colts. Every, look, everybody knew going into this game it was going to be bad anyway. But even that surpassed our expectations. We knew these teams sucked at getting in the end zone. They sucked at putting any drives together. They already weren't going to play with their starting running backs. And even then, it surpassed our own expectations. Oh, and by the way, next week we're going to get the Washington Commanders and Chicago Bears. Oh, that's going to be fun. Justin Fields versus Carson Wentz. I know I'm excited. <laughs> no, but that's that. Yeah, that's enough for me. My next podcast will be Monday afternoon. It'll be after a another week four, a week five slate of games, and yeah, that should be it for me. It's almost getting late. I don't know how early y'all's freaking bedtime is, but mine's not that late, believe it or not. And yeah, you could you can you can tell I had to rush this podcast a little bit. But I had to. I'm not doing another podcast Saturday night. Hell no. Hell no. How the hell am I supposed to get any freaking listeners on doing it on Saturday night when there's a London game the next fucking morning? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, this was it. My predictions are just supposed to be short. They're not supposed – I'm not supposed to go into detail. It's just pick them. I just always want to ex- try to explain why the hell I'm doing so. But, hey, my record on my predictions, that's what does the talking. So, other than that, I hope everybody has a good night or a good morning whenever the hell anybody listens to this. I hope everybody has a great weekend. I'll see you Monday afternoon. So, yeah, good night, slimes.